Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Happy New Week. Monday, July 25th, 2022. Hope you guys are having a great day today. Had a great weekend. It is uh, Christmas in July. July 25th. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Half Christmas. <laughs> uh, July 25th. Yeah. You know, there's some Christmas in July sales going on somewhere. Probably special TV shows Christmas in July. Who knows? Well, welcome. We are uh, wrapping up the last few chapters of the book of Proverbs. Uh, so we're on Proverbs chapter 29 today as we continue and really finish up this journey through uh, the Proverbs as we've been doing most of the summer started at the beginning of January, uh, June, beginning of June. And here we are at the end of July and about ready to wrap it up. Little uh, just details, just info uh, moving forward. So after we wrap up Proverbs this week, we'll be taking a hit and pause on the podcast. So uh, there won't be any new episodes for uh, a few weeks as kind of regroup, uh, re, uh, refocus for the fall. I've got some new ideas about what to do for the fall. And so if you have ideas, send them to me. Be glad to hear them. Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. That's the email address for the podcast. If you have ideas, suggestions, let me know. Um, but yeah, so the month of August probably be most of the month kind of offline. Uh, so if you want to want to catch up on old podcasts, re-listen to some. Uh, be a good time to do that. Maybe you missed a few of the Proverbs uh, weekdays, so you want to go back and make sure you get all the Proverbs in. Be a good time to do that. Um, you've never heard my special podcast, kind of my story, the uh, the uh, how I survived pastoral succession. Might be a good time to grab that one. Kind of a personal story of transition and leadership transition and uh, the highs and lows of that journey. And kind of how we got where we are now, which is in a really great place at Bayside, but wasn't always easy. Uh, so that podcast was back in November, so you may have to search back a little bit to find it. But uh, but yeah, so anyway, for the next few weeks, if you want to, uh, after this week, if you want to grab some of those old ones, listen to them. That might be a great thing to do until we uh, get back together again, uh, end of August, early September. All right. Well, today we are Proverbs 29. So glad you're on. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're uh, enjoying the remaining few days and uh, weeks, week, weeks of summer. Some of us have weeks. Some of us have a week. I know teachers, uh, you guys are gearing back up to get back into the classroom probably another week or so. So uh, parents are happy about that. Teachers are dreading it. That's how that goes. <laughs> so. 
Um, all right, well, let's jump in. Proverbs chapter 29. As you know, there's only 31 chapters in Proverbs. So uh, Monday, today, we'll do 29. Tomorrow, tw- uh, 30. And we'll wrap it up on um, on Wednesday with the short uh, Proverbs 31, the noble wife chapter. All right, let's do it. Proverbs 29. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Proverbs 29. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Whoever remains stiff-necked. Hmm, I love that phrase. Stiff-necked. Just so so visual. <laughs> like stubborn. Whoever remains, remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Like, just, yeah. Man, none of us want to be that, man. None of us want to be stiff-necked. We've got to be willing to learn got to be willing to change we've got to be willing to grow we've got to be teachable um, someone who's unwilling to be teachable and especially in a culture that we live in right now with just like so much uh technological advancement and scientific advancement and the way we get information and the way you know there's so much uh, technological particularly change we have to grow we have to learn be students of not only that, but students of other people. How are other how are other people learning and growing? How are how are other people being affected? How can I be a better person in this changing culture? How can I be a better follower of Jesus in this changing culture? So I can't remain stiff necked. I've got to be, you know, be willing to change, be willing to take correction. Um, you know, it's something something that's true is like the, the higher you the, you know, as you get older and you start moving up the ladder in terms of like your vocational uh, positions, et cetera, you really have to be more, come more disciplined and more intentional about inviting correction into your life. Um, and if you're a team leader, supervisor, manager, owner, whatever, you've kind of grown up the ranks of uh, the, the chain of command, as it were, in your vocation. It's harder. People feel less comfortable criticizing you. Obviously, they have a vested. They want to protect themselves. But as a leader, we need it, right? We need to be have uh, have feedback loops, provide feedback loops, ways for people to speak back into what we're doing, um, so that we uh, we can learn and grow. So we don't we don't want to ever remain a stiff necked person. That's horrible. That's what the children of Israel were called in the wilderness when they refused to uh, to listen to Moses, follow Moses as he was leading them to the promised land. They were stiff necked. They were a rebellious people. Yeah, we don't want to be that. Verse two: When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, people groan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, when the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. That's a fact. But when the wicked are in power, the people groan. Yeah. And it's good. More people more like Jesus. More people in all levels of government and all levels of authority. More people that are like Jesus, the better. Truly like Jesus. Not in not those who are like Jesus in name only, but truly like Jesus. Truly embody the character and heart of Jesus. Truly try to seek to honor Jesus with their lives. People rejoice when those folks are in power. Verse 3, a man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but a companion of prostitutes 
squanders his wealth. Yeah, man, you hanging out with prostitutes, you're going to be squandering your wealth. Man, that's right. You're going to reach into your wallet, and you're nothing going to be there. Because you've been spending it on wild living. A man who loves wisdom, though, brings joy to his father, honors his family, brings joy to his parents. Yeah. Verse 4. By justice, a king gives a country stability. But those who are greedy for bribes, they tear it down. Yeah. Enjoying my morning coffee this morning. Just enjoying a little morning coffee. You may have heard that. Sorry. I was pretty close to the microphone there. Took that sip real close to the microphone. My bad. But, just want, you know, it was a good, good cup. I, you know what? I'm going to have another sip. Another sip of coffee. Excuse me for my, just a sec, one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tasty. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, justice. By justice, a king gives a country stability. I Man, we gotta pray for justice in our country, right? Not 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 uh not mob justice, not the uh you know the justice of the crowds, you know, what the justice of the crowds did to Jesus. No, nah, not that. But true justice, you know, and and honest people, honest people realize that situations are complex you know the first thing you often think about is altercations with the authorities maybe with uh, the police or whatever um and everyone wants to quickly make a judgment call they don't want justice they want their agenda pushed but everyone knows that it doesn't take a genius to know those situations are highly complex so slow down be honest where things were done unjustly, then those that should be handled. But yeah, we should we should long for justice in every area, in the courts, in our nation, uh, on the streets, in our homes, in our schools. Yeah, and not just when it favors us. See, most people like justice when it favors uh, them. When it doesn't favor them, they want mercy, <laughs> right? We want we want we want justice when it favors us, but when it, when it does not favor us, we want mercy. Verse five: Those who flatter their neighbors are spreading nets for their feet. If you flatter people too much, man, you're laying a trap for them, right? Because why they start believing all that. Now, it doesn't mean you don't give a compliment here and there. It doesn't mean you aren't an encourager, of course. But here's a proverb. You flatter people too much, you're creating a net for their feet. I think that's, you know, don't take this the wrong way. And, and remember, we, we, should, we should give, you know, six to ten times more encouragement to our kids than we give criticism. Way more, way more. But there is a danger in too much flattery for our children. Oh, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're perfect. You're great. You're you're in like. Where's like the you know? No, you, you need to work hard. You need to work hard. You need to earn it. You, you know, you, you need to work on your work ethic. You need to try a little harder. You got what you deserved in that because you. That's all you. That's all you. That's the only uh, the effort you put forth. You gotta be careful, right? Flattering too much. It can go, especially you know, even. You know, I see this even in ministry. Sometimes, you know, young young ministers, they get uh, 
they get told too soon how amazing and incredible they are. Wow, you're amazing. You're an amazing preacher. They're like 22. They're not that amazing. <laughs> you're awesome. You're amazing. You're the next Billy Graham. Well, hold on now. Just pump the brakes, bro. Billy Graham lived a long, faithful life. I ain't, we, I ain't be ready to um, equate a 22-year-old upstart with Billy Graham. You know what I'm saying? That's just like our, in our we throw out the word goat all the time. Greatest of all time, goat. She a goat. He a goat. He a, every goat. Please. Everybody can't be a goat. It's, 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 it's by definition, everybody can't be a goat. It's the, the greatest of all times. There's only like one goat in each in every industry. <laughs> you can't all be goats. Tom Brady, he the goat. Drew Brees, he the goat. Josh Allen, he the goat. No, they can't all be the goat. Anyway, but you got to be careful flattering people too soon, man. You could do damage. You puff up their ego. 22-year-old ain't no Billy Graham. Oh, my goodness. You're the most amazing worship leader I've ever seen or heard. You're going to be leading worship for tens of thousands of people. Pump the brakes, people. First of all, is that the goal? Second of all, you're giving them too much flattery. You're spreading a net for their feet. Sheesh. You're so smart. You are so super intelligent. You have wisdom far, far, far beyond your years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, come on now. Hold on. And everybody's two-year-old is a, is, a, uh, is a fast learner. <laughs> yeah, because two-year-olds are. Uh, anyway, too much. Fun. Anyway, I digress. Verse six: Evil doers are snared by their own sin, but the righteous shout for joy and are glad. Mm. Evil doers, you get trapped in your own sin, man. But the the righteous escape, shouting for joy. Some of you guys know you've escaped wickedness, you've escaped addiction, you've escaped evilness, evil behaviors. You've escaped it. You know that joy. You know, you stay in it, man. You get trapped. But you get out of it, man. There's a gladness like no one knows. Verse 7, the, the righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Hmm. Proverbs basically saying there, you righteous, you ought to care about the poor. You wicked, you don't, you, yeah, you wicked, you don't care about it. But the righteous, we, we need to be caring about it. Verse 8, mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. Mm. Ain't that the truth, man? Mockers, what do they do? They instigate. They get a hold, they, 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 uh, they stir up conflict. They stir up um, contention and controversy. But the righteous, what do the righteous do? They calm things down. The wise calm anger down. They de-escalate situations. Man, be a de-escalator. Don't be don't be an instigator. Be a de-escalator. Come on now. Come on. Who want to be a de-escalator? Right here. Right here. Right here in this seat. I want to be, I want to be one who de-escalates issues. Not one who throws fuel on the fire. We got enough of them people. They got enough of them people trying to just fan the fire. You know what happens when you fan fire too long? You get burnt. That's a that's a T-roll. That's a T-roll proverb right there. <laughs> a T-roll. 
You know what happens when you be paying the fire too long? You get burnt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you T roll. All right, uh, verse nine. If a wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs, and there is no peace. Mm. You ever been in a situation where you know someone get you and a, you and somebody gets called in, you know, to give an explanation or something, and your person you're with they just talk too much. They're just talking way too much. They would just you know just calm down. We you know we do we need to own some of this. It was a little bit our fault. And, and, you're, and the, your buddy's just he raging on. Oh, this is stupid. We didn't do anything wrong. And you're like, well, sorry. Yeah, we we did kind of misstep. Um. Yeah. Verse 10. The bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. Mm. The bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. Wow. Wow. Verse 11. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm to the end. Fools give, you know, fools just un, unbridled. They don't, they don't hold back at all. They don't hold back their rage at all. They just give full vent to their rage. But the wise calm things down. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. If a ruler listens to lies, this kind of, that verse 11 is kind of related to the mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. Verse 11, a fool, a fool gives full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm to, in the end. And you hear people say that, well, I have a right to be angry. I'm so mad. I, you know, we're not saying you don't have a right to be mad, but a fool is going to give full vent to their rage. They're, just gonna, they, they're not going to show any self-restraint. The wise, they're gonna bring they're gonna bring calm. Uh doesn't mean they're not gonna pursue justice. Doesn't mean doesn't mean they're not gonna go through the right channels of of uh of reporting and all of that, or whatever the case may be. Doesn't mean they're not gonna deal with the confrontation, doesn't mean they're not gonna have the tough conversation. Uh, but they're gonna they're gonna get control of themselves. Yeah. The ruler listens to lies. If a, I'm sorry, if a ruler listens to lies, all his officials become wicked. You're not doing any, you're in authority and you're not, and you're listening to lies. You're not doing anybody a favor. So he's saying, verse 13, the poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. Hmm. Basically, this is a word for the oppressor. God's got his eyes on you, bro. He on you. He see you. You see what you're doing. Verse 14. This is a cool little song too right here. Yeah. Yeah. Purpose in his plan, man. All right. That's Honey in the Rock. Brandon Lake. Yeah. All right. Verse, here we go. Verse 13. Verse 14. Sorry. If a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will be established forever. A righteous king cares those in poverty with fairness. Yeah. Verse 15. 
A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces his mother. Yeah. It's not easy, though, is it? Disciplining our children. We, we know they need it, but man, it's not easy. Verse 16. When the wicked thrive, so does sin, but the righteous will see their downfall. <laughs> the righteous. You're going to watch from, from a distance. When wickedness thrives, so does sin. What? Wicked people do wicked things. That, that's a fact, right? Like, you know, w- wicked people do wicked things. You have the you have people with with an unclean heart uh, around. They're going to do unclean things. Not, um, and honestly, we shouldn't be surprised by that. Unsaved people do unsaved things. As a as a believer, we can't expect. Uh, Unbelievers to act like believers. Sometimes we do. Why do they do that? Well, they're not saved. Why would they? Why would they, an unsaved person act like a saved person? Why would someone who doesn't love Jesus, doesn't have a devotion to Jesus, do things that would bring glory and honor to Jesus? They wouldn't, except by accident. <laughs> Just by accident. They wouldn't do it intentionally. Because they don't really love Jesus. So when the wicked thrive, so does sin. Where, the, where there are ungodly people, you're going to have ungodliness. And so, you know, sometimes you can just judge w- what the condition of people's hearts are just by looking at what's around them. If there's a bunch of believers trying to say they, they love Jesus, but there's nothing but ungodliness around them, come on now. And if their lives look just like the lives of unbelievers, come on now. There's just as much judgment. There's just as much um, sin and indulgence as as the the unsaved. Come on now. I'm not saying you have to judge people. I'm just saying you have, you can discern the fruit. Verse 17. Discipline your children, and they will have peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. Verse 18. This is one we like in uh, in leadership. Where there is no revelation, or where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Verse 18, Proverbs 29, 18 is, where there is no vision, the people perish. What some translations translate that as. Verse 18, where there is no vision, people perish. When you don't have, when you don't have guidance, the New Living Translation says, says that, when people don't have divine guidance, they run wild. Man, the power of vision. In the summer, the, the church has an interesting cycle to it. Usually in the summer, we get all kind of discombobulated because people are in and out. And we kind of tend to, I've been in ministry 20 plus years now. So I know how this works. Usually in the summer, we about this time in the summer, we all kind of get a little frustrated because it's like, what are we doing? What's the purpose? Like, what? Just feel like we're just, just, Going Sunday after Sunday, like what is happening? I feel it myself. And then it's always for me. It feels like we always need at the end of summer, beginning of the school year, a vision re- recasting of the vision. Like this is what we're about. This is what we are to be doing. This is our goal. This is this is the vision. And it's amazing how it unifies. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. More people, more like Jesus. That's what we're gonna do. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to take action in our community. 
being the hands and feet of Jesus. We're going to get connected with the body of Christ because when we do that, we become more like Jesus. It's in, those, in that community that we care for one another, encourage one another, learn from one another, confess to one another, pray for one another. It's in those communities that we, so we've got to get together. So we're going to worship Jesus. We're going to get connected. We're going to take action. Our vision is to see more people become more like Jesus in our community. That's what we're going to do, right? Right where we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Everybody starts inventing their own vision. Well, our vision is to be a, 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 a soup kitchen. Our vision is to be a closing, a clothing closet. Our vision is to be this. Our vision is to have a comedy show. No, no, no. That's not our vision. Our vision is to see more people become more like Jesus. I'm not saying we might not do those things, but that's not our vision. Those things, if we're going to do them, they're going to help accomplish our vision. <laughs> but where there is no vision, everybody casts off restraint. Everybody invents their own vision. That's why even in your family, you got to have a vision. This is what we're about. This is our values. This is who we are. It, because what happens? In the, in the vac- in, where there is a leadership vacuum, people start inventing their own um, visions their own goals. Verse 19, servants cannot be corrected by mere words. Though they understand, they will not respond. What does that mean? There's got to be consequences. That's true of everyone. Servants, doesn't matter. People cannot be corrected by mere words. Though they understand, they will not respond. What does it mean? You've got to have some teeth to, your, to what you say. Consequences. Verse 20, do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for them. They t- they talk they talk before they think, man. They write checks. They're behind. Can't cash. Come on, <laughs> come on. You know, you see someone who speaks in haste. There's more hope for a fool than for them. You got to be thoughtful before you speak. Verse twenty one: A servant pampered from youth will turn out to be insolent. Ooh, man, you're gonna become a rebel. Someone who's pampered from youth, they're gonna become a rebel. Mm. Verse 22, an angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Mm. Verse 22, an angry person stirs up conflict. Someone who's angry, they're going to stir up conflict. So they're just angry. They're not happy with themselves. And a hot-tempered person, they, man, anger ain't they only sin. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Look, you find a hot-tempered person, it's not just, anger is not their only sin. They're going to be a whole slew of other sins that follow a hot-tempered person. Verse 23, pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. Mm. Verse 24, the accomplices of thieves are their own enemies. They are put under oath and dare not testify. Being a company of thief, you be a thief yourself. You assist the thief, you only hurt yourself. Verse 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Ooh, I love that one. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting in the Lord leads to safety. Oh, yeah, man. You don't, we don't need to fear anybody but the Lord. If we fear the Lord, we don't have anyone else to fear. When, you, when we fear other people, when we, we, when we fear disappointing people or letting people down, we fear the not having approval of other people. If that drives our life, the approval of other, others, if that's the motivator of our lives, man, that's, that's a trap. That's a snare. 
We've got to put our trust in the Lord. That doesn't mean we don't love people. It doesn't mean we don't respect people. Of course, we do all those things. We love, respect, honor other people, but we can't let them control us. And, and a lot of times it's not their fault. It's our fault. We're letting them control us because we want their approval so bad. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts the Lord is kept safe. Two more, verse 26. Many seek an audience with a ruler, but it is from the Lord that one gets justice. Rulers, can't, rulers, no ruler can give ultimate justice. Who's going to give ultimate justice? The Lord. There's things that happen in life. It doesn't matter what the court says. It doesn't matter what the judge says. At the end of the day, ultimate justice is only going to be given by God. Verse 27, the righteous detest the dishonest, and the wicked detest the righteous. That's true. I mean, you're righteous. You're going to, you're going to, people who, People who live for God are going to annoy people who don't. And people who don't live for God are going to annoy the people who do. <laughs> I mean, I, we, now, the only difference is, is we we supposed to love them. Even if we love God, we're still supposed to love those who don't love God. But it doesn't mean they won't annoy us sometimes. <laughs> but you got to love them. <laughs> uh, that's true, though. You love God, you, un, ungodliness will become annoying. But you gotta, you still got to love them. Got to witness to them. Got to encourage them. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, tomorrow we'll do uh, Proverbs 30. Hope you guys got something out of this. Got some wisdom. There's some good stuff in there today, man. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff from Proverbs chapter 29 about justice, about vision, where there is no vision, the people perish, about not being a stiff-necked person, all kind of good stuff. Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. You ain't got to fear a man. Man, praise God. All right, you guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for this new week, new opportunities that you present before us. Help us to walk in faith and confidence and obedience to you. Lord, I pray for my friends, whatever they're going through, whatever they're facing today, may you just touch them, encourage them, strengthen them powerfully by your, by your great name. Lord, help us to walk in step with your Holy Spirit to be available to you in whatever way you need us to be. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today. Thank you for starting off this week on the podcast and in the Word of God. Pray that you have a great week. Love you guys so much. Thank you for your support and encouragement. Thank you for sharing the podcast, subscribing it, all that. All that's greatly appreciated. We see you next time. We do it again tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.